Welcome to the funk tank. No, I don't do that. We're not doing that. Just say I. You. Yeah, I bet he has trouble with scans on. I didn't even understand the question, so I'm just gonna say blueberry. Floppy, floppy, floppy. Vagina penis blowback. Mmm, yummy. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Before we get started, uh, as Gus here, we have. Uh, just want to let you know we have a special guest. We have E from Microsoft, who works for Xbox Live, joining us. And I forgot to hit the record button, so you missed about the first 30 seconds of this podcast. But uh, we just started by telling E how Bernie felt he could fight and win against any wild animal. So here we go. How did this start? How did you decide that you can take any animal? Well, there's always stories of like... You know, somebody, there's a story in the news the other day of a lady who punched a bear in the face to save her dog. And the bear, I mean, the bear is the most ferocious land animal, right? Isn't a dog super loyal? Shouldn't the dog be, like, taking that one for the team? What's that? You mean just throw himself in the pack? Yeah. Apparently this this girl was even more loyal. It, was it a dog or a, you know, a purse dog? Yeah. It, you, you you ask a very interesting question. Are you are you biased against smaller dogs? I, I am. I'm not a fan of purse dogs. Sir, you are endearing yourself to me very quickly here. You know, Gus has a very small purse dog. Oh, Did that's you know right. That? You do. He fits perfectly in I my purse. didn't know that. <laughs> I've, I've got a, a satchel, right, on a man? I've got a shih tzu. <laughs> oh. can't say it without laughing. I so, can't hear you say it. No, Cthulhu is 85 pounds of solid muscle. Here, See, I've got a picture. 85 pounds is the right size for a dog. It's the right size for a Gus, too. Are you 85? How much do you weigh? I weigh like 170, 175. You weigh 175 nice. and you're what, 6'2"? Uh, yeah. See, that's a dog. That's a good dog. A See, dog. I follow E on Twitter. What is that, a Labrador? Uh, Some kind uh, of... Actually, I just got his DNA results back a couple of days ago. He is... Are you the father? <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, I'm not. Oh, okay. uh, Sadly. So he is mostly Labrador with a big chunk of Rottweiler and a tiny bit of Schnauzer. And I'm not sure how the Schnauzer got in there because I can't really picture a Schnauzer mating with a Rottweiler. So no. I guess it was the Labrador. That must that must know. have been a Schnauzer with some really good game. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. The bag of the Rottweiler. Yeah, that's uh, I, I can't picture the Schnauzer either. I I don't understand, but he's here, so you're, it you're, happened. You 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 I, I follow you on Twitter also. You love. Or your dog loves being taken on long walks, doesn't he? You have to, you have to like actively work with this dog. Yes, you have to tire him out, or he will just. He he's not intentionally destructive, but he's got so much energy that he will just tear around the house, and things will just go shattering off. Mm-hmm. So he's got to go a couple miles a day. Whenever I can, I take him to the river. I've got one of those chuckets. Mm-hmm. So I take the tennis ball and fling it as far as I possibly can, and he goes gets it, brings it back again. Daddy, let's go, and I'll do that for like an hour. It's ridiculous. Wow. I had a pointer once, an American pointer, that <clears throat> I, I thought, I'm going to love this dog. It's great because it's a sport dog, and I was living out in the country, and I was going to train it. Forget that, dude. I left that dog alone one time in the house. That dog ate through a couch. No joke. <laughs> you could stand over the couch. Did you remember this? I remember. This? I remember. You could stand over the couch and look down at the seat of the couch and see the floor through the couch. <laughs> it also wasn't a very big dog, if I recall no, properly. It was not. That dog might have been 15, 20 pounds. Yeah. Wow. So he ate his weight in couch. Yeah. Yes. And the problem was, like, then it just became the exercise in ripping the couch completely apart. <laughs> yeah. There was a piece of that couch in every room of the house. He acquired a taste for couch, which became a problem. <laughs> yeah. It was she. It was A. So a the go, dog. Once you go couch, Couch, you never go back. Yeah. Well, yeah, once, yeah, it's a problem. Where do you get rid of the dog? Because once you get a taste for couch, then it's like, what do you do? There's you can't bring you it on the couch. The, the dog wasn't eating dog food. And no. Insist on having some couch. <laughs> We'd find it at night, like, <laughs> cruising by couch. furniture stores. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Wondering why there are no drive throughs <laughs> It just became a problem for it. We couldn't take it anywhere. That dog was also... A t- all my dogs have a problem of jumping up. I've never been able to solve that problem with any dog I've ever owned. And I'd like to think it's just because we have really friendly dogs. When you say jumping up, you mean like... You know, on its back paws, put, you know, trying to jump up in your face. Right. It, like when you come in the door and it jumps up and like jams its front paws mm-hmm. into your stomach. Yeah. And it does that with guests and everything else. Yeah. Uh, we're still working on that with Cthulhu. He will do that. And he's big enough to put you right on your ass. I believe oh, it. Oh, God. I have a dog with three legs. It still will jump up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's got the two important ones for jumping. <laughs> yeah. It does. And then it has the Aww. one, like, pressure point. No, then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of its weight's focused now. It's not spread yeah. out across two paws. just like, mm. <laughs> It's like Bruce Lee just fucking going at you. <laughs> like a little, a little pointed attack. A little one-inch punch on you. But if you're ever choking, just come through my front door, and that dog will save your life. Yeah, it's knock you out. That's yeah. handy. He'll just punch you in the gut, and you'll be fine. Just spit out whatever you're, you're choking on. <laughs> has, have you ever been in a situation where you've either had to use the Heimlich or you've seen someone use the Heimlich? No. Yes. I've really? seen it. I've never had to use it myself. So you saw somebody choking? Yeah, at a restaurant. And you couldn't really tell what was going on. It was a table or two away, and something's wrong. What's happening? All of a sudden, someone gets up, walks over to that table, and starts using the Heimlich on this person. Get out of here. So, what were they, do you know what they choke on? Oh, I don't remember. Seems like this steak years ago. The big, the big killer. Yeah. What about you? Anybody seen, you ever seen, seen the Heimlich? No, thing? no. I'm, I, I used to be really afraid of choking. Like when I lived alone, like before I got married, it was like my big deal. Is like, would I, would I like be eating dinner one night at home and then I just like choke and that's it? Like the neighbors report a bad smell a couple weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they're probably the authorities are used to them reporting a bad smell <laughs> from your apartment, so they ignore it for a while. Yeah. You know what they say to do if you're ever choking by yourself? Do you know what you, to do? You get a chair. A chair, right? Yep. Yeah. I've heard it share too, but then I've also heard if you just like, I don't know how you would be able to force yourself to do it, but you do the, I'm going to date myself here a little bit, the nesty plunge, you know, where you yeah, just like yeah. throw your arm back <laughs> and you just, you just fall forward on your, on your chest. And forward? Like, yeah, like knock the wind out of yourself, which seems like it also knock you out oh, if you hit your if you face. Want, if you yeah. want face well, first, absolutely. I'd take a broken nose over death, I think. That's probably a good too. idea. Yes, but I can just imagine you, you're passed out, unable to help yourself because it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> You just like, silently choke yeah. to death. Yeah, they find you got a broken nose. Like, <laughs> we can, from what we can tell, some guy got in a fight with a half piece of steak. The steak apparently knew pressure points. You killed my father. Prepared to die. Yeah. A guy got in a fight with a cow, and the guy got hurt, but he really fucked the cow. Huh? <laughs> All that's left is one piece. <laughs> It's like one of those mysteries, like one of those riddles where they find the guy hanging over a puddle of water or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. An episode of CSI. I don't know <laughs> if you guys can hear it, but in the background, Michael from Rage Quit is recording an episode of Rage Quit. Yeah, yeah. he's in the next office over, which is the Achievement Hunter office, and I can hear him yelling and screaming like a crazy yeah, person. Yeah, I had to leave the room. I'm, I'm, I've heard him yell enough the last few days. It's like punk- <laughs> punctuation on our podcast here. Yeah. <laughs> we heard the other day, last week when we put the podcast out, we heard... I th- what I think, what I hope, was uh, a Red versus Blue earthquake. What? Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, from the current season of Red versus Blue. Big no, rumble? Yeah, there's like a big rumble. Like it kind of just sl- started shaking the ceiling in here. We should talk about PAX, right? Did we, or did you guys talk about PAX? We, we covered it. I, forget, I, I haven't we, listened to the podcast yet. We can cover, we can cover it again. That's a great way to start <laughs> off. I, I don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> no, let's talk about it <laughs> on, on our podcast. Why should I listen to it? What do you want to say about PAX? What? I had fun, man. Well, I, I was over the the Halo Fest area of PAX, so I, do you guys talk about that? During the last podcast. Go cover it, dude. Fuck it. I, so, mean, uh, I mean, shit. I mean, people can listen to the same shit all over. All right. Well, there you go. 
<laughs> no, so I was I was running the uh, the horse booth over at uh, over at Halo Fest, and uh, and Did actually you fight the horse. Uh, I, I will <laughs> technically. He, he knew pressure points. I knew pressure points. I just hit it right in his eye. That that should be a bumper sticker. I know pressure points. I do. I could take a horse out too. <laughs> for the jaw. One time we were in Hawaii. It'll, it'll crib on your skull. <laughs> <laughs> Did I, did I, I have a problem with horses. One time a horse bit every panel on my car when I went on a hunting trip. It's this thing that horses do called... <laughs> Don't tell him. Just show him the yeah, animated we'll adventure. We'll show you a cartoon that talks about it. It's, it's impressive. It's not My Little Pony, is it? No. no, 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 no you into My Little Pony? I am not. Are you, you listened to that? I, I did hear that. Yes. So did you pick that up from our podcast? I yeah, like actually spreading I did. Cause I, was, I was listening to Drunk Tank uh. episodes the other night, bizarrely, while playing Deus Ex, uh-huh. which was the weirdest cross yeah. media ever um but i wanted to catch up before i came down it covers a wide spectrum right there yeah and i had subtitles on so i knew what was going on in the game but i couldn't focus on both and i'd be <laughs> in the middle of a mission and i'm like trying to sneak up on someone and kill him and all of a sudden my little pony comes into the earphones i'm like what yeah i know it's really embarrassing that's invaded our office now this my little pony we thing. might have to fire michael we might have to we might <laughs> have to just because of that Awful. Anyway, one of the new, uh, Michael, the the guy that's rage quit. He's he's a boner for My Little Ponies, and just, it's it's Please, it's called that, a bony, that. a bony. <laughs> <laughs> my little bony. That just sounds so wrong. Anyway, so Halo Fest. Halo Fest was awesome. Wait, I want to be telling my story about a horse. Okay, so Hawaiian horse. One time we we're in Hawaii, okay. and we're riding. We we do that thing where we ride horses. My wife and I did this, and uh, we were a young couple, and we're riding along the beach, and um, we go to put our horses away. And everything's fine. Everything's fine. I'm actually like, putting them on a shelf. Like, I'm going to put the horse. <laughs> so they gave, these, they gave us these cookies, which are like, oh, t- they taste terrible, by the way. I even had to try one because it's a cookie. That's a cookie. But it's basically just like raw oats. I can, and, I can find a cookie. And molasses, right? And so they gave us these cookies and these carrots. I didn't try the carrots. To give to the horses. And, you know, you just put them in your palm and you do it. And the horse mush, 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 you know, with his lips on your, on your palm and eats his treat. So my wife, Jordan is having such a great time petting the horses and all this. She keeps her hands down there. And the horse is like mushing on her hands more, her empty hands. And she says, look, he thinks my hands smell like carrots. That's funny. Oh, no. And so I, I walk around to, with my horse. I'm doing something with it, like pulling something, blanket off of it or something. And I walk up to her horse, up the front, you know, going down the side of the horse, towards her at the front of the horse. And she's very quietly going to the horse, let go. <laughs> <laughs> Say, let go, let go, please let go. The horse had bit one of her fingers oh and was not letting go. Oh, my God. And so I saw this, and she's like, ow, 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 let go, please, please, please. So I haul off and punch the horse in the jaw. <laughs> in the pressure point. In the pressure point, exactly. Yeah. Like right where the jaw, like the mandible meets the cranium or whatever. I don't know what it is. So I just instinctively just hit it there, and then I like grabbed it and pulled, and the horse lets go. I'm not kidding. The middle digit of her finger was like... 50% smaller, thinner than the rest of her finger. It was, like, crunched. It looked oh smaller than the God. bone could possibly be. I'm amazed that when you punched the horse, he didn't bite through. Well, that's what I was going for. That would have been, <laughs> been a better story. I'm surprised but, he didn't punch back. <laughs> and then she's, like, holding her finger, which has, his two, has these two massive indentations oh. on either side of her. Like, Did it break skin, or was it just, like, pushed in, the like, horse pressure? Is, the horse is big, stupid bucking. <laughs> <laughs> And she's going, she's going, let's just go, let's just go. I'm like, this horse bit you. No, we're not going anywhere. Like, don't make a sure scene, don't okay. make a scene. I was convinced her finger was broken. Absolutely convinced. Oh. So, but she was fine. So you punched a horse. Are there any other large animals that you've punched that you want to talk about? No, I'm 100% on defeating animals with one punch. Okay. You know, in Darkest of the Days, that would have been an achievement. Uh, horse punching? Yes. Really? It's like 125 gamer scores. Good God. Ridiculous. <laughs> what is it? What, what game? 
Darkest of Days. Darkest of Days, you punch a horse? Yes. That's you can't punch horses in Red Dead, can you? Uh, you can kill horses. We, we made unicorns out of horses, Jeff and I did. <laughs> that was the most sadistic video I've ever seen. Did you see life. that one? I e? didn't, but I'm so imagining it. They, re- like. they released like this this Indian pack where they had tomahawks. It was like this new weapon you could get. So we're like, we should make unicorns. So Jeff chucked a, a, an axe at a horse and it landed right in his head. <laughs> and made so a, like the handle stick. So the handle out. made a unicorn. And then we made we tried making bearicorns because like, the bears were chasing after us. <laughs> we're throwing tomahawks at these bears. And then uh, shortly thereafter, was it the uh, was it the undead nightmare DLC yeah. where they actually have unicorns in the game now? And so we're thinking that we're the this. rainbow. Yeah, that's you know totally what? because of us, of course, <laughs> because of you and your tomahawk well, sadistic video. There actually there is a red versus blue uh, achievement in uh, in the I think the undead DLC. Yeah, the chupa the thingy. thingy. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of cool. So maybe it was us. You don't know. You don't know. If anyone from Rockstar is listening, email me. I just want to say we like animals on this podcast. <laughs> well, three of us do. Yeah, three of us. We've I've talked never, about punching animals. I've never punched a horse yeah. before. So. <laughs> that was, Jack killed video game horses. Yeah. That, that was in defense. Doesn't count. Mine are cyber horses. I am, I, I am very <laughs> clear on the fact that many wild animals could kill me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm thankful they don't. Maybe uh, honey badger. We've been playing the honey, honey badger. badger. Matt, <laughs> I, I did not see that video until Matt mentioned it in the last podcast. That video is fucking hilarious. <laughs> How did a video get like 16 million views on YouTube and that was the first time I'd ever heard of it? I know, yeah. Wait, what is it? I don't know if I'm Honey Badger? Honey Badger don't care? Look at that tree. That, you, look, yeah. look at that snake. That snake's in a tree. Honey Badger you, don't you care. You have to be able to play the audio, Jack. You're <laughs> okay. not going to do it here. So yeah. you, it's on last week's link dump. How? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I find this really hard to believe. Yeah, but, that, you've never that, seen that it? Jack's never seen it. Oh, Jack. No, I, I, I know Honey Badger. I may have. I don't know. I've seen a lot of crap on the internet, so it all sort of bleeds together. Yeah, it's one of anything that's like older than like three or four years now, too, it kind of. It does really blend together in like one big mush yeah. in your head. Like we we were talking about like old school internet videos. Like uh, I always throw a uh, Tunuk Tunuk Ron. Or what? have you ever seen that one? The Tunuk Tunuk song where the guys are dancing. It's like the same guy four times dancing. It's like this Indian music video. Nope. I guess not. Never no. seen that one. No. Okay, that's that's another classic one. Or I thought it was classic. Yeah, apparently. Have you ever seen a? <laughs> you seen the Yata video? Yes. Yeah. 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 Have you seen Yata? I don't think so. But they're the guys no. in the diapers. The guys in the diapers oh, with the fig leaves man. over the crotch. It's just now are we have reached the part of the podcast where we just ask each other if we've seen certain videos <laughs> yeah. for the next 20 minutes? Yeah. Anyway. That, so, was, that was cool. That was a good one. How was, how was PAX, Jack? PAX was great, man. Halo Fest was fantastic. So we had the horse set up over at, uh, at, at uh, Halo Fest, and uh, we had about 400 people take us uh, take a shot at it. And of those 400, I think 75 or so actually completed it. So that was actually mm. pretty good numbers. And uh, yeah, and then we actually we made a horse video. I guess this would have been last week mm-hmm. that you'll see the the video, the uh, horse video we made. And we actually, I had nine people from the office try the map, and it, like I thought it would be a nice, easy day of horse because it's just one map, just super simple. And then I made it probably the most confusing episode of horse ever with like multiple layers and multiple videos and stuff. So the video turned out pretty good, I think. And you know, take a look at the map if you like it. it was, Ito Sins made it. And he's my favorite map maker of all time. So nice. E, you took a shot at it, right? Uh, I did. My son did. My son actually finished it. Yeah, I wow. did not. He, he got through in a minute forty-two. Nice. So I don't think I made it past the first turn. Like I got up to yeah. the top of the turn and I kept falling off. That's, around. That, that, I played about ten times. It. I never finished it. Yeah, I said fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very it. embarrassed in my Halo skills, my mongoose skills. Now the people who were playing that was for charity, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every so what it was is you had to donate three bucks and you got a receipt and you brought that over to us and those three dollars would go to Child's Play. So we ended up raising just over a thousand dollars for Child's Play. Cool, that's cool. So just, that's just what playing awesome. horse. Yes. Huh? Next week's now. I'll be right back. <laughs> Gus is going to troubleshoot a technical problem, but I'll tell you what: uh, bringing up Halo Fest in front of E. But first of all, Halo Fest was awesome. Halo Fest was awesome. Yes. It was like thirty thousand square feet. 
And yeah. it's it was huge. Like we walked in and it was like I remember when Gus showed it to me. He's like, "Holy crap! This is this is a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be." They had like the warthog from like the Weta warthog was actually there. This is what I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about they this. They had the and warthog. Okay, that's right. And I've seen a picture of a certain someone in this room who got to get into the warthog and take a photo of himself on the turret and behind the wheel of the warthog. Yeah, that was. Kind of awesome. So, which I'm pretty sure was expressly forbidden by every <laughs> sign yes. hanging all over the world. No, no, the sign I believe said "Do not climb." So, if you leapt into it, you were fine as long as you didn't climb on the vehicle. If you had somehow get inside without actually walking on it, you'd be okay. That's how I did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you, you held X to enter, basically, yes. and that was it uh-huh. to climb up in. No, yeah, I, that I was, was. I was actually offered the chance to take a photo inside of it, but just as we were going over there, uh, Allison from from three four three, she's like, "Yeah, if you want to take a photo, it'd be great." And as we were going over, they opened it up to the press, and she's like, "Okay, we'll." we'll We'll do it later. And then oh. I never got back there. So, stupid press. Allison, if you're listening, feel free to bring the uh, the way to Warthog down to uh, the office in Austin. Sadly, I think it's it. already on the way back to New Zealand. Son of a Because everyone was wanting to do something with it. Who gets to oh. drive that thing? Like, who? The, do, I'm assuming they threw in a trailer, right, and took it to the airport or wherever. Yeah, it's, the not, shipyard. it's not street legal. Okay. So you can basically drive it off the trailer onto the trailer. That's about it. Okay. So. But that would still be awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, it's like, well, somebody needs to drive the Warthog into the trailer. Any volunteers? <laughs> yes. Everybody within like a five block radius wants to drive Everyone it. gets to go forward a little bit and then back up a little bit and let the next person take over. Yeah. I, I know at least one person who did get to drive it. I'm not going to out them on the podcast. Please but do. I'm a little jealous. Oh, Is it gas powered? It, it's electric. Is it? Yeah. God. Oh, man. So it's because, you know, hybrids, you want to be, you know, you don't want to use combustibles. You don't want to have stuff pouring out the back. So, of course, it's a hybrid. Sure. Well, this is, you know, technology from the year 2552. Yeah. <laughs> they've, they've beaten fossil fuels by that point. Well, the the new Warthog, the, the one that's going to be in Forza or whatever, it's, yep. it's said it was hydrogen powered, right? So that was that was one thing. Yeah. So we went to like this media event on Thursday night um, as they were opening up Halo Fest, and like the Forza guy came up on stage and he was like showing this new car and stuff, and, like showing this Auto Vista mode in the new Forza game. It's like, what the hell is this guy doing here? He's like, you're probably wondering, what the hell am I doing here? And I was like, oh yeah, okay. And then cut to the Warthog is in is in the Auto Vista mode in the next Forza game, and so. it's awesome. And all the Warthog sound effects are in there done by Jen Taylor, Cortana. Yep. Yeah. So it sounds exactly like it should. It's yeah. amazing. There was a video that came out with uh, uh, Jeremy Clarkson from Top Gear actually talking about the Warthog, too, yeah. which is pretty funny because he clearly didn't, like doesn't know what it is, but he's just reading off the script, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. yep, whatever that means. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it's not playable in the game. It's just in this auto vista mode. And I will see it. Well, I will say uh, the tires are not Puma tires, Bernie. I don't know if you caught that or not. I did catch that. Which is, like, that was the first thing I did. Like, when they opened it up and you could go look at it, you could look at the tires and it's like, didn't say Puma on it. Which the Halo 3 yeah. and the Halo Reach tires, I both say Puma on the tire, so. Oops. <sighs> oh, well. Canonically incorrect. <laughs> what can you do? I mean, it's just Weta. You know? just, they can't get everything right. No, that's not Weta. That's, that's Forza. What's that? That's Forza. Oh, no. I thought you were talking about the, the, also, no, 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 the, the talking, real Warthog. It's also not Puma. Oh, yeah. The real yeah. Warthog is you know, a tire that actually exists. In real yeah. <laughs> well, no. I mean, I'm, they might have molded those tires. Who do you, what do you know? That, that is mean, true. It's possible. So you know what we found out uh, on the strip as well? What did we found uh, out? We found out that um, the voice actor who plays Captain Keys from Halo yes. is also the guy who does the real American heroes. You know oh, which one? Yeah, the, the pork chop sandwiches from like the Budweiser commercials. Oh, oh, oh! I was thinking them. <laughs> I was thinking the GI Joe thing. Oh no! Yeah, I said real American <laughs> here, but what's the 
Real men of real, real men of genius. Men of real genius. Men of genius. That's what it is. That's what it is. Real men of genius. It used Thank to be you. real American heroes. Then they changed it. Did they? Yeah, it, it was something else. So something like yeah, or yeah, I think it was real American heroes. As a matter of fact, Look, here's it? to you, yeah. pork chop sandwich guy. Like <laughs> well, I don't know if pork chop sandwich is one of them. <laughs> well, no, pork chop sandwich. That's a GI Joe thing. <laughs> oh right, that's the Fensler films. Pork stuff. chop sandwiches. But the uh, have those <laughs> ever been taken? Have stuff. those ever been taken down? I don't think so. That's Hasbro, right? That does yeah. yeah. There's a guy, uh, it's Fensler Films. They did this uh, series where they took the old G.I. Joe PSAs and they overdubbed all of them. Now, that's yeah. a classic internet. That's video old series. school internet. Yes. Yeah. Who wants a body massage? <laughs> I'm a computer. <laughs> so, there's, there's, we'll have to link every one of these videos now that we talked about it. But uh, yeah, I always wonder what happened with those. Like, the. Uh, I would assume Hasbro would have made them take them down at some point, but I guess well, they didn't. Those are the kind of videos, like those older ones are ones, you know, before anyone knew what the internet was, really. And so it was like no one really thought to go, oh, that's bad, you know, <laughs> take that down. But now it's kind of like, oh, well, that's classic, you know, taking it down and be like, well, why is Hasbro being a dick? Yeah. And when it's up there with millions of views, it's kind of yeah. hard to yank it. At some point, no matter what, what the content is, you know, publicity is publicity, you know, right. whether or not it's bad. But In the same sense, though, uh, Rick Roll finally went down. Well, they brought yeah. it back, I thought. Did they? Because they've taken so. it down once before and brought it back, but I think it went down for good. Well, I think uh, What's-His-Name actually took it down himself when he, he rickrolled the uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much when you do something on you know primetime TV, it's like, all right, that thing's it's dead. So I, well, think, I think it gets, you know it goes up and down. Is it like Rebecca Black's Friday back yet? Well, it, you had to pay to watch it, right? Yeah, it was moved over to YouTube's rental service for a while. Yeah. But they may have put it back. Who knows? Do you know what the new sort of meme is right now? That's the best thing about the internet. You only remember the outrage and you never – the solution. <laughs> right. never, and nobody no. cares about there, the solution. There's always something else. There's a new cat video or something. Right. It's why retractions don't work. Right. Because one-tenth of the people who read the error would then read the retraction the following day or following week. Yeah. No. Do you know what the, uh, the newest internet meme is at the moment? No. It's called stalking. Have you heard of this? So stocking is the – you take a stock, photog- a stock photography image and try to replicate it. And so instead of using the original stock image, you make your own stock image that matches that one. And that's like the new meme thing. And actually it started here in Austin by some like design company here in Austin. You believe that or you think someone's just, just trying to To something? save money? Huh? Or well, I think it was like as a joke. Like they wanted to use an image and like we can just make this ourselves. And they end up doing it. They're like why don't we just do this for everything? And so they started getting like wackier and wackier stock images and trying to replicate them. Okay. And so that's the new thing. That's what the kids are doing nowadays. For a while, it was uh, it was planking. Now it's stocking, which I completely don't get. Planking? Yeah. Last night at dinner, my son was showing me pictures of himself planking. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? No. What? But he's doing it. Is he doing it dangerously? You know, someone has died while planking. Really? These were not. This was not bad. This was like on garbage cans at playgrounds and things. But, but still, it's like. I don't understand why. Now, who died planking? Like, if, if it was something like like parkour or something like that, I get how you could die. But how can you die planking? This comes to you from the Asia-Pacific division of MSNBC.com. A 20-year-old man plunged to his death after, quote, planking on a seventh-story balcony in Brisbane, Australia. The Brisbane Times reported Sunday. Please told the Times the man fell from a unit block on Main Street in Kangaroo Point. That's made up. <laughs> Shortly before 4.30 a.m. local time, paramedics could not revive the man despite working on him for 20 minutes. He was pronounced dead a short time later. You know, there's another word for that. <clears throat> Stupidity. Evolution. Ah. Inaction. Yep. Young man who didn't probably didn't have any kids. And hope not. Was I guess laying planking is where you just lay perfectly flat on something, right? I, I'm guessing there was alcohol involved. I'm gonna guess four thirty in the morning, planking on a seventh story balcony. You would hope alcohol is involved. 
All right, now this is the portion where we also talk about since we're talking about internet videos, yeah, of people doing stupid stuff. It seems like college students fall off balconies a lot. Like I've heard yes. of that before. Didn't you fall off one? Uh, no. I thought you told me like something about like you were leaning up against the second floor balcony and fell off. Maybe who, there was someone in the office. I could have sworn yeah. was talking about that. I was talking about a, a photo yeah. when I was in college. I was talking about this the other day where it was two rows of people uh, taking a photo, and the guys got up behind some other guys on a table. And just as they snapped the photo, the table collapsed. So there's this photo of us all in midair, like, trying to catch ourselves. It's one of the best photos ever. It's not my photo. I don't know where it is. I don't know what he, who has it, you know? I've always wondered. I've always tried to, like, find it on Facebook or something from people I knew at that time. Somebody's got that photo. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. The the amazing things that you find, like the, the great one, this happened two or three weeks ago. Someone that Major Nelson went to college with had a video of him dressed up as a clown on a replica David Letterman set. From a, so he was in the like communications track at at Syracuse. It's, and that's a very prestigious broadcast college. Yes, and he like he went to school with Mike Tarico and a whole bunch of people. Right, and part like, of it was everyone at ESPN went to Syracuse essentially, basically. Yeah, and they had to make like a thirty minute video as as a senior project, so everyone was in each other's video. And this one guy, his senior video was doing a David Letterman ripoff, and one of his guests was. Larry in a clown suit, and it hit YouTube. Oh, After, God. Like, someone had it on VHS, got it off the VHS, put it up, and sent him the link. Oh, by the way, you might want to know this is on YouTube publicly. That's the scariest thing ever, man, is like doing stuff when you were kids and like coming back to haunt you now. Like yeah. I can only think of the stupid shit I did when I was young. And I'm like, I know that exists somewhere on this planet. Yeah. Right. And someone's going to find it. Like someone's going to be digging through VHSs someday or like old, like digital eight tapes and be like, Hey, wait a minute. Isn't that? And then boom, it hits the internet. Yeah. Seems like that would be a very lucrative career to be someone who can erase you from the internet. Like they can go find all your Facebook profile photos, you know, use facial recognition and just delete you from the internet. That that sounds like a really bad movie coming soon. Right. Because there'll be somewhere in the movie, a delete button. If I push this button, you will vanish from the internet. And everyone will be like, wait, no, doesn't work like that. Hey, and then the guy he hired, like, assumes his life or something like that, <laughs> collects all of his data. Sounds like a bad Philip K. Dick novel, in a way. Hmm. Yeah. Well, all, most movies originally were Philip K. Dick novels. <laughs> yeah, some, pretty much. Some form or fashion. You know, they're making a prequel to Blade Runner. Do you know about that? Yeah, I don't want them to do really? that. Really? Make them stop. Oh, what a bold statement. I agree with you. <laughs> don't make the prequel to Blade Runner, please. This is Gus, and I'm back. I didn't realize it was a prequel. I, I, I knew they were making another movie and that it was set in the same universe. I didn't realize that. I want to say it's a prequel to Blade Runner. Okay, yeah. no. I just, what is the chance I'd we stay made away from it. Blade Runner is such a classic. Just no. Yeah. Have a new idea. I've already bought all the different versions they've released on DVD. The, me too. The HD DVD collector's <laughs> yeah, edition I've got is that. gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Oh. How many versions of Evil Dead 2 have been released on DVD? You might be right, Gus. Okay. Any, anyone know <laughs> this? A lot. It, it's something like 300 at this point. <laughs> No, seriously, like, is it Anchor Bay, I think, does those? I, I don't know. Anyway, that's one of those movies you always see, like, oh, here's the Boomstick version. Here's the Ash version. Speaking of that, please, somebody, I don't want the Star Wars Blu-rays to be changed again. Oh, too what late. What are they doing? Too late. No, now, now Darth Vader says no, so it's better. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a spoiler. Because you were, well, whatever. If you, if you, that's, that's Return of the Jedi. If you haven't seen Return of the Jedi, that's... There's well, no, no it's, it's, it's not Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. That's the problem. 
It's the return Good. of Return of the Jedi. It's Return of Lucas. Man, so we have the a re- Return of the Cash Flow. We have a friend, this guy named Quince, who writes for Ain't Cool News, and he owns a print, a 16 millimeter print of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Oh. And we watched it for his birthday at the Alamo, oh, actually. Like, we're, he's friends with the guys there, and they were able to screen it. And just seeing that original print with, like, nothing messed with, still, you know, grain and, you know, the frame still messed up, things, things like that. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. I was like, you forget how amazing that movie is. If and that ever like, happens again, let me know. I'll fly down to watch it. <laughs> I'll ask him. Not everything they do is bad, though. Not everything. Like, have you seen the changes they've made to the Yoda from Episode One? They they, re- they replaced the puppet Yoda with the CGI Yoda in Episode One. Correct. It looks better. Does it? Okay. Ewoks blink now. Do oh, they? Yes. Ugh, that's that's a spooky. They added blinking. Does it to make the a Ewoks. creepy blinking noise? <laughs> <laughs> like like a gross. What? <laughs> You should never foley a movie ever. <laughs> that was disgusting. Okay. I know. It would be awesome. That's why they should do it. No. No. A suction noise? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's space. You know, the pressure's different. Well, even when they released, uh, the when they released Jedi, or Return, uh, Return of the Jedi with, um, with Anakin Skywalker replacing the old, uh, yeah. the oh, old yeah. Anakin. Right. Hayden oh, yeah, Hayden Christian, the young yeah. Anakin. It's like, why? Like, that, that makes no sense at all. Like, why does Obi-Wan have to, you know, live in Ghost World as the old Obi-Wan? I was Darth Vader. He's like, oh, I'm young. You know, I heard a rationale behind that. I I was is that that where where he turned? I was going to go buy the Blu-rays, but not now. They're just they've gone too far. Mm -hmm. They've jumped jumped the shark, nuked the fridge, whatever the new one is. What what if they they jumped the shark then hit it in a pressure point? (laughs) (laughs) Will it's the gills? By the way, yeah, no, 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 the the eyes and the nose, yeah. Would you? Are you really not going to buy them? I'm or not going to buy them. You're seriously not going to buy them. I'm not going to buy them. Okay. I, I have enough versions already. I. It was like, hey, some of my all-time favorite movies. Okay, but that's they have now gone too far for me. Now, what? What if they released the Blu-ray set, like like the hundred fifty dollar Blu-ray set, but also on the disc is an untouched with original transfer? Would you buy it then? Yes. Me too. I'm almost the exact same boat as that. If I could have at least that original copy and I wanted to watch it, I would take it. Well, th- what they should do that. Yeah, but I don't. I don't There's think that's going to happen. For it. That'll be coming six months later. Yeah, no. after you've already bought it. Yeah. Did they, they ever release ever? Once they, they started monkeying with them, did they? They ever did release? that with the DVDs. Yeah. Did they really? Yeah, there was a, there was a limited edition. I'm using quotes here. Run of uh, unaltered original movies that came out wow, on DVD I didn't know that. around and the same time as the special edition. I know because I bought them. Yeah, oh, that's wow. the way to watch them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I will say that I'm not going to buy them, and I'll just buy them. Yeah. <laughs> We've got kids, too. so There's a big controversy about the Lord of the Rings Blu-rays, too, right? Was there? Yeah, what? because they released the Blu-ray of the original the, version. The theatrical, not the extended, not the extended I'm right. waiting for the extended. And they, they, everyone, that was the hubbub. I think it had something like 40,000 one-star votes on Amazon before it came <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. And it was... Um, I bought the theatrical version. I'm fine. What? With that. Yeah. You can't watch them that way. It's theatrical. That's how no, I saw it. No, but there's so much missing. Yeah, well, we there's know so much missing there. from the book, too. It, no. It, it's, the, it's the way I saw it, and that's my thing. It's like the same thing about Star Wars. It's like going back and changing the movie that you saw oh, in the theater. Oh, good point. But this is additional awesome footage. And I agree. It's not changed It's footage. great. I love it. So you're going to buy it again but, when the extended Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll totally buy it again. Okay. I love those movies. Okay. But uh, it's still, I want the original version, the original experience that I had. Okay. This is how lazy I am. I have the extended version of the DVDs, and I don't watch them on a regular basis because it's just too hard to get them out of the case. I mean, it's like it's like a five step process. It's it looks like books, and then you pull the book the out you want to watch. Yeah. Then you open it up, and it's like eight discs, and they all look the exact same for every movie. You're like, which one? No, it's like, this is why I have a home server with terabytes and terabytes of disk space and stuff on it. 
Yeah. Really? Yeah. See, but then you got to maintain that. Like, then I just... Uh. Then you don't get to see Frodo brooding on the cover of your disc. True. Like, he's brooding a little too much. This must be the two but towers. I don't, oh, I don't <laughs> have the theatrical version. We don't but have I don't it. have to get up. That's true. That's true. Excellent point. Gus is a big fan of not having to get up to change discs and I stuff like that. So I, I, I saw Ben Heck at, uh, oh, did at you? Halo Fest. The, I say, wanted one of those controllers so, so badly. Did, did you see They're, the dude who bought one? Yes. And one guy, I want to kill him. One of the guys who won one sold it dirt cheap. Yeah. I want to stab him for what he did. We're not selling it to you. So, yes. So, <laughs> for people who don't know, 343 gave Ben Heck some never-used Duke Xbox controllers. Those are the giant and, controllers from Xbox. Yes, the one, original Duke, Xbox right? One controllers. And then he basically gutted them and put the guts from a 360 wireless controller inside them. Oh, they were wireless too? Yeah. yeah. Oh. These were fully functional 360 controllers <sighs> with the thumbsticks and shell and buttons of a Duke. And one of the guys who won one Turned around and sold it for two hundred dollars. Oh. I offered the guy two hundred and one dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't sell it. Were you there I, for that? No, I, I saw the guy who bought it. Not only, I mean, I bet these are amazing. I wouldn't have sold one for any price. Yeah, but yeah. I bet the guy could have gotten a grand on eBay. What oh, an absolutely, idiot! Yeah. The original bin hexing. Yeah. 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 Oh. That's what you get when you sell to the first person who offers you money. It's, yeah, it's still it's still not nothing though. Two hundred bucks. But I mean, this thing's amazing. I'm, I'm sure I mean, there were unless, a ton of people there who would have. Plop down a lot yeah, more than I, that. I, I mean, I I wanted one really badly, and I asked three four three if hey, can I pay to get one made for myself? Right. And when I heard how much Ben was charging, I decided not to. But <laughs> now I regret that. Now I wish I'd done it because they're so cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got a picture of it right here. They even had like a little button. I, I think I tweeted one um, during during the event, but they have a little button that he added for the jewel, and oh, a really? little button on the back for uh, syncing it. Oh wow! Since those weren't on the original, those yeah. He's yeah. amazing. He is He's so talented. Pretty amazing. The first time I ever heard about him, Gus, you interviewed him back in like 2001? Yeah, it was 2000 or 2001. It was right after he did either the Atari 2600 portable or the PlayStation portable. I think it was the PlayStation. He had a disc. Yeah. And yeah. we interviewed him for the old website that we did you know, at the time, DrunkGamers.com, which we, which eventually led to Rooster Teeth. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and I never, I, I, I never heard of the guy before, and I thought, I thought he was a friend of Gus's. I really did because he was doing all these crazy, uh, the, these modding things. And then over the years, he just did progressively crazier and crazier stuff. I remember my favorite thing I think he's done is he did a one-handed controller for a disabled veteran. Yeah, that was really cool. That is mm-hmm. cool. So you could play Xbox with like use up against your leg with one hand. My, my favorite thing he's done is the uh, Bill Paxton pinball machine. He made he made a, he made a pinball machine from scratch. And it's all – it's themed around Bill Paxton. Wow. <laughs> That's dedication. Did, did he make it for Bill Paxton? No, I think he made it for himself actually. Just here's the Twister. Here's the – Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like Twister, Aliens, uh, and then every what, – whatever movies Bill Paxton – every single movie yeah, ever. Yeah, weird size. Awesome. I would throw in a couple Bill Pullman movies just because <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know everyone's going to make that mistake. Like why isn't Independence Day in here? How come Spaceballs I almost made that mistake right now. I almost listed Independence Day. I was like, wait, wait, no. <laughs> Bill Pullman. So did I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, he's so, over, man. So what are you what are you looking forward to coming out as far as game wise? He oh, this you, you, year. Have a, like, you have a sort of a different sort of take on things because when a huge game comes out, that's more pain for you, right? It, yeah, it really is a lot of work. So there are certain games I try really hard to play a couple of days before they come out because mm-hmm. I know I won't have time to play them after they come out, and I don't want to have the story spoiled for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this holiday is just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean September we've got. So Dead Island, mm-hmm. I'm a zombie fan, looking forward. forward to that. Dead Island came out yesterday. Yes. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, Gears of War 3, mm-hmm. and I, I'm a big Gears co-op fan. I oh, yeah. love good co-op shooters. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Battlefield 3, we've got 
Call of Duty. We've got Halo Anniversary. Finally, the chance to play Halo Legendary four player and get achievements for it. Yes, uh, Skyrim. There are some phenomenal games coming out on arcade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Radiant Silver Gun. Yeah. A, a classic on Saturn I'm that's a so couple happy. hundred dollars on eBay is coming out on arcade in September. That's great. Um, there's just there's tons of stuff. I don't know when I'm going to play all this. Yeah. So we Radiant Silver Gun was the predecessor to Ikaruga, oh, okay. which is also available on uh, Xbox Live Arcade. Yes. I, I have a big uh, Hori fighting stick just to play games like that. Nice. Because you can't play it without a good joystick and lots of really... You know, good quality buttons because you'll kill your controller. Mm-hmm. Without it. Bernie, are on the exact same page there. You said Hori fighting stick, right? Well, <laughs> right. Don't call it that. <laughs> what that stick ever did? I'm sure that's lovely parents. H O R I. Yeah, so you, you should d- describe what you do exactly. I was about to say, yeah, because yeah. yeah. So we have you here. What, what exactly do you do at Microsoft? There's a lot of people I work with that would like the answer to that question. <laughs> uh, I I do a couple of things. I kind of have two jobs that I split time between. On the one hand, I'm working on Xbox Live uh, in the operations team and focused around really the gaming features and making sure they scale. So matchmaking, leaderboards, things like that, and making sure that when all these games come out that they're going to keep working with the load of tens of millions of people all of a sudden starting to play this game in one day. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of my job is actually working with those game developers so that we understand before they ship the game exactly what they're doing, how it interacts with Xbox Live, Maybe there's something we can do on our side to help them, or maybe I can give them some advice that, hey, I've seen that done before. It works better if you do it this way instead. That's cool. Um, and it's it, it's awesome because I w- get to work with some incredibly creative people. Uh, it's actually really hard to avoid spoilers, though. And <laughs> I, I got this job because I'm a gamer, and I want to play all these games. And there's nothing I hate more than looking forward to you know Halo 4 and accidentally finding out something about the story before I can play it. Well, that, that like, what was the worst thing you found out about it? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we'll bleep it. Nice try. Okay. No, Gus, that happened to you and Joel, right? When you were up yeah. in, you were in Edmonton working on Mass Effect 2? Yeah. Yeah. I like, was working on something. I turned to look at someone else's monitor. It's like, oh, that's the end of the game. Awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that's I'm, sure, I'm sure Mass Effect 2. Yeah, I'm sure you see it all the time. I can tell you a story about E, though. Uh, when I went to the uh, Halo Reach launch party this year, we went... To the, it was held at Bungie's new studio, yeah. which, by the way, is ridiculous. Oh, it's that's the movie theater stuff, oh. right? They have hallways, Jack, that are as big as our whole building. Jeez. Hallways. I mean, it's just like they're massive. It's like a palace, essentially. And so, anyway, so I went to go. There was a lineup outside where we were going to basically check off on the list kind of a thing before the party started. I run into E and his girlfriend, another now fiance. Congratulations. Thank you. On your recent engagement. Hope that's okay to say. Yep. Um, it, it got spoiler. An, it got announced at the podcast panel. We're, right. we're sitting up there. We're introducing ourselves, and someone in the audience in the back stands up and goes, congratulations on getting engaged. And the place kind of went nuts. It was Pretty awesome. And then C3PO and R2-D2 showed up. Yeah. (laughs) I I got to hug R2-D2. That's awesome. That was the best thing ever. Was it like you dreamed? It pretty much. I like, we were in, we were backstage. We were getting ready to set up and we were explaining here, you're going to come on. You're going to do this. We'll say this. And R2-D2 was just sitting there and I like, I, I got down and I was getting close to him, but I wasn't touching him. And his handler, I guess, was like, it's okay. You can hug him. His publicist. Really? Okay. It's okay, you can hug him. It's like, we know that's why you're getting down that close. Uh-huh. <laughs> because you want to hug R2-D2. You're looking for a lightsaber. Awesome. Looking for that little claw to shake. So, okay, so you were at the reach party. <laughs> so so I was out, we were outside in line going to get in, and I ran into E in line. I see he was further up the line than I was. Uh, and uh, so I just said hello to him and all this. Couldn't wait to see him, be inside. 
So we go in, and, uh, and it's a blowout party that Bungie threw for the launch of Reach, and it was awesome. And I realized after being there for like an hour, I hadn't seen E. And I'm like, where is he? I'm wander around here and find E. Where is he? And I keep wandering around, wandering around. And they had cordoned off all the stations because they had a, they basically made the studio clean so that you know nobody could be like, oh, hey, let's punch up and see what you know whatever Bungie's working on next yeah. on a computer somewhere. Uh, so they had cordoned off all that. But if you could go upstairs, you could look out across basically the development area. And so I just ended up back in that part of the second floor at some point, and I finally found E. In the middle of this entire party, this big raucous event, there's E back in this corner with a bunch of other developers, and he's staring intently at this network graph, this like MRTG <laughs> graph, you know? And it's like, oh, he's working, right? We're all, you know, he's he's here enjoying the party, but he's working, you know, yeah. making sure the Reach servers stay up while a billion people decide to log making on. Making sure everyone's yeah. partying. Was that one of the record-breaking days? It That was a... Uh, yes, we did set some records that day. My, my girlfriend was having a great time at the party. <laughs> she, we have a bunch of friends who work at Bungie, so she was hanging out with them. But I've got a long history of great parties I haven't been at. Nearby? Like zero Hour. What oh, People yeah. loved Zero Hour. I was back home making sure everything worked. I didn't even get a hoodie. So those Zero Hour hoodies are so cool. Did we, Gus and I still have ours. Yeah. I still wear mine. Marketing yeah. and PR forgot to bring me one. I still give oh, them crap man. about that. You know, that is probably – We, we, talk we about still this. talk about that hoodie every now and then to this day. That hoodie is so comfortable. And it's so well constructed. It looks brand new after now six years, yeah. right? Yeah. Just mine, mine that ha- salt in the wounds. Is mine, has, <laughs> mine has a tear. It, I think this might be its last <gasps> winter coming up. Uh-oh. Yeah. Old Faithful is dead. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, actually Jeff just was like, I don't really like hoodies. Like when we were there, he just turned his down. <laughs> oh. And he kind of, I think, lamented that over the years. Yeah. Because Gus mm-hmm. and I would wear ours, you know, on cold days. and We, we were in a buddy club. <laughs> <laughs> but we also had another problem, too, in that... At zero hour, we're big achievement junkies, you yeah. know? And so there was a zero hour achievement. Yep. Now, this is back in the days when they were going to use achievements for like live events too, as well. Yep. And it was more, I guess it was more like a gamer pick, but it was. It, no, it's an achievement. Achievement with it, the, yeah. I have it. Yeah, and we, we got our cards transferred at the event. Gus, you don't have it either, right? No, it never showed up for me for some reason. No, and my achievement never showed up either. So it's oh. like, and then I know like Frank at. Uh, three four three has it. It's yeah. like every time I see him on my friends list, I'm like, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't get the hoodie, but I got the achievement. So, you, so well, you have your digital. I mean, you can show off the achievement forever. Yes, that's true. That's the hoodie true. apparently will last six to seven years, which is pretty amazing for a hoodie. It, I'm telling you, man, this thing is like it's a workhorse because it's, it? I, I've had that thing forever and it looks brand new to this. Well, day. everyone's got like two or three hoodies that they wear forever, right? Like, as you kind of rotate through them. Yeah, like, I know. I've got like I've got a uh, Nintendo hoodie that I wear it has like the old school NES controller on it. I think I've got a red versus blue hoodie, and then that's really the only two I need. I I've got a Zelda hoodie that I've had forever. Exactly. That's it. It's a black hoodie, and no matter how many times I wash it, it doesn't fade. It, wow. I don't get it. Some kind of Triforce magic. <laughs> it's got some spe- some special spell on it or something. Yeah. I was actually surprised after Zero Hour that there was not like a class action lawsuit. For the organizers of the event, I don't know who your event coordinators were, but we were in a. It was in the Mojave Desert. It was a massive airplane hangar that was all white on the inside, and because of the color scheme of the Xbox, somebody had the bright idea: let's light this entire thing in only green lights. Oh, which Jesus! Is, it looks. You go back and look at the pictures of Zero Hour. It looks awesome, but you forget we were there six hours for this launch event because it went started early and then it went through midnight, and all everybody could buy an Xbox there on on site. Right. I walked out of there. I literally couldn't see any color but green. Every <laughs> other the, – the color spectrum was gone. Everything was like – it was like looking at a monitor from 1980. It was one of the weirdest feelings. I'm talking – Gus, I'm talking about the green lights that were at zero hour, and I couldn't see anything 
that wasn't green after I walked out of that building. No, I, was was that what it was, or was it that green green was burned out of your eyes? Like red and blue were working fine, but green just like man, every it, it's un, it's indescribable. Because we were there like what six hours, right? Oh, we were there longer than that, weren't we? <laughs> it was a full day. Of we that. were there before the event opened because we had to set up and you know take care of some things, and we were there pretty much to the end of the event. I was telling E at lunch the uh, about the death ray from the uh, Las Vegas hotel. Oh yeah, these unintended consequences of architecture and design mm-hmm. that just come out of nowhere, like not being able to see green anymore after you leave the zero hour event. It's just funny too. Is like I see the frag dolls at all these events uh, that we go to, like PAX, yep. and Comic Con, and uh, E3, and you forget those those ladies are showing off a dancing game eight hours a day. Oh yeah, for a full weekend, and then they do that like. Two weekends a month sometimes. Yeah, like yeah. we did the frag dude short and I had to dance for an hour, maybe two. <laughs> yeah, and I wanted to die. I was like, how the, f- how, how the fuck do you do this for like eight hours a day at a trade show? Well, didn't yeah. we, we saw Brooklyn at PAX this year and she said she had lost like eight pounds she's by the second ripped. day. She's oh, ripped. Yeah, and like we just walked up and she's like, yeah, I've lost like eight pounds. There, what? Some of the Connect developers on various Connect games, like Adventures and Dance Central, and some of them were like, oh, we lost 30 pounds during the development of this game because we were playing hours every day it's like the opposite of what happens to a developer normally yes exactly on a game i the first couple versions of xbox live i gained like 10 pounds every version (laughs) and eventually it was like okay i gotta do something about this this is bad yeah and then and then connect was born yes you know i should actually thank e and you should as well jack thank you because uh some people have noticed they've they've given me comments in the videos that we've produced recently that they've noticed that i've lost some weight I've actually lost 60 pounds. I went from 250 to 190. And I've talked about it before in the podcast about how I did some of it. But actually how the whole process started was because of this little thing. Yeah. The Fitbit, which I learned by listening to your podcast. I love it. I love it too. It's just a little pedometer, but it's like for a metric junkie. Yeah. Yeah. It's very powerful. You and I need to get on each other's leaderboards. Because for me, that's the power of the Fitbit is the leaderboard. Yep. The fact that... Like there are a couple people on my leaderboard who are in the industry and do trade shows and stuff. Right. And so every time one of us is at E three or PAX, all of a sudden we go from, you know, ten thousand steps a day to twenty thousand. Mm-hmm. And it becomes a thing and you get back to your hotel and it's three AM and you're looking at I one more lap around the block. I just <laughs> I, I gotta yeah. yeah, that's what that's what motivated me. I think you made a tweet where you said, "I'm in my hotel room. I saw I was at 9,500 steps, so I just walked around my hotel room <laughs> yes. for 500 steps." And I've done that. But hearing you tweet about that, reading that, I thought, okay, that's obviously something that I would do too. So I got the yeah. thing and just started walking. For people who are achievement motivated, this totally hits that same brain cell, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing that I did was. I took a. Tr- you probably would not want to be on my leaderboard because I, I use it on a treadmill a lot too. Oh, and I take okay. a treadmill and I put it up against a wall where I have a TV hung and I play my 360 at two miles an hour. Oh, or okay. depending on what game I'm playing, like See, one mile an hour. I don't do that, but I watch Netflix on the treadmill. See, that's great. And it the, saves off boredom. The thing that has really helped me now, honestly, is having a big, active young dog. I've got to take him out for a couple miles when I get home. <laughs> mm-hmm. and It'll explode. It turns out that by doing that, you know, I come home, I'm stressed, I'm tired, I'm cranky. I take him out for, you know, 45 minutes or whatever, and I'm relaxed and I feel better and I'm sociable and it, it's amazing. And I had completely gotten away from anything of that because I'd come home exhausted, eat and go to bed. Well, I just want to say thank you because you introduced me to it and it like really kickstarted a, a big weight loss thing for awesome. me. Awesome. So. That's 
60 pounds, I'd be thrilled if I could lose like 10 or 20 right now. <laughs> now. Here's the question, though. How many of those Fitbits have you lost or washed or destroyed? This is either my fourth or fifth. Well, here's an interesting <laughs> point, though, that I've learned. And I was talking to Bernie's wife about this the other night. They sometimes survive the new, like, efficient washers that don't use much water. Oh, right. Really? I, I have an old-school washing machine that is death on Fitbit. It's <laughs> like they're like little lemmings trying to get inside the washing machine. Nice. So, so how I, many have you lost? Uh, I haven't lost any. I've washed uh, three, I think, Oof. so far. See, I had Ber- Bernie bought me one for Christmas uh, as like uh, as a Christmas gift, and uh, I, I think I lost it. I lost it in the Austin airport. I took it off to go through security, and then I think I had it and I set it down somewhere and walked away. The so. the thing I've learned is I wear it on the little uh, the little plastic clip, mm-hmm. and I wear it inside out so the Fitbit's actually inside the pocket, okay, as opposed to being on the outside like you'd expect it to be. Mm-hmm. And I haven't lost one yet, so mm-hmm. that's good at least. Alas, just when never you, take it off. When you said it walked away at the airport, I pictured it like literally walking. <laughs> and you can like track it online. Well, it's it's a pedometer, yeah, so of course. Yeah. Well, it has a thing where I've lost them somewhere in my closet before, and it has a thing where it'll sink to a base within 15 feet. So I've walked around my laptop to where, to where it'll sink, and I'm like, okay, I'm within 15 feet. <laughs> and then I start triangulating to figure yeah, out where yeah. this thing is. I've done that too. I lost one. It had I had put it down instead of where I always put it. Uh-huh. I'd put it next to the TV in my bedroom, and then – Unbeknownst to me, the cat had jumped up there and knocked it behind the TV, and I did the exact same triangulation thing, walking around with a laptop waiting to see if it would sink, and <laughs> I couldn't find it for like a week. And finally, I got behind the TV to plug in like a you know a vacuum or something, and there it was. There is a negative aspect to the Fitbit, though. Is like you said you didn't have it for a week. And you're triangulating with your laptop. Yeah. The whole time, if you're like me, you're probably thinking, I'm wasting all these steps. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it. There's times where it's like, oh, I forgot my Fitbit. And it's like, I'm not walking anywhere. <laughs> it has the opposite effect. Nothing makes me angrier than getting to the dog park and realizing I don't have my Fitbit. Yep. It's like, here I am. We're going to walk for a couple of Oh, no. And then I have to go walk again. Do you ever think about putting, getting one for your dog and seeing how many steps he does, like com- having a competition with him? People have suggested that a mm. bunch. And I've actually had a bunch of people accuse me of just doing that. Like, <laughs> I get home, put it on the dog. It's like, no, those are all my steps. Mm. So, I'm going to show you why you don't want to be on my leaderboard. Okay. Because with the treadmill thing, the, the mo- most I ever walked total was 150 miles playing Fallout New Holy Vegas. Holy Now, that's not crap. obviously – that's over a long period of time. Still. So I, it's like I, 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 I love the per-game leaderboard, though. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So it was 72 miles for Dead Space – I think 16 miles to clean up some Borderlands achievements. But look, that's my single day total right Holy there. Holy sh... So I had 40,000 that, steps That's double my all-time... My Good all-time God. high is like 21,000. It was a Sunday, yeah. And I think I actually kind of damaged my knee. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I did 21,000 at... I think it was E3 2010. Yeah, Kerry showed so. me. Kerry has a Fitbit as well in here. And uh, he had 25,000 around lunchtime at PAX this year on Saturday. How much? 25,000. Wow. At, what? At PAX? Yeah. He was in the booth. Like, was he? Yeah, he was working all that day. Like, how do you get that much in like a two hundred square foot area? He must have, have attached no it to a Pax goer and said, "Come back." Smart. And no, it'd be, it would be way less steps in the <laughs> Pax goer. <laughs> he, he pinned to a frag doll. Yeah. Was yeah. there rolling involved? <laughs> so the um, the uh, the totals. Just to get to give perspective here, forty thousand steps in a day is nineteen miles in one day. Oh my god! Which I mean, still, I mean, that's like that's most of a marathon. It's a lot, but it's a big chunk of a marathon. Yeah, yeah. that's how you put Dead Space. Dead Space was about three marathons to finish. So that's okay, I, I'm going to have to start doing this now because I okay. But there's only I've some games to... you can play. Like you'll notice the games I play are like Red Dead, Dead Space, um, Borderlands. That's about the most FPS you can, closest to an FPS you can get. Yeah. And then Vague, Fallout New Vegas. They're those third person like walking games. Right. That helps. I did try to play Reach. I have like three miles playing Reach. 
because no matter how slow you go on the treadmill, you're, my, at least my brain can't compensate. And when I turn left, I physically start to walk left, and I step off the side <laughs> of the treadmill. Yeah. It, looked, it was like a video you see on break.com. I busted my ass. I like <laughs> fell down. I, I landed on my back. The treadmill shot me off the back of the treadmill into my bookcase. So <laughs> no more of that. Spartan okay. down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it took me a lot longer than 10 seconds to respawn from that, I guarantee. <laughs> All right. I'm going to try that because I just – I throw on series on Netflix. Right now I'm working my way through Star Trek The Next Generation on the treadmill. Nice. But that's awesome idea. Did you – so we talked earlier about the box sets uh, for Star Wars. Did you ever consider buying the Next Generation box set? No, just because of how expensive it was and I don't like all the seasons. I love like season two through maybe five or six but I didn't like the first season. I didn't like the last couple. Okay. So yeah, the first season is a little, is a little rough. I yeah. And and I I don't buy TV series anymore. I used to specifically so I could watch them while I was working out. Mm-hmm. There's so much good TV on Netflix. There's just no point anymore. I mean, that's at why, least for me. Dun, dun, dun. That's why we ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's the thing is that I was going to buy it, and I think Griffin was talking about it one time too, where mm-hmm. she was going to buy the Next Generation box set, and it's at that point in time they just announced the Netflix deal, and it's like, well, maybe I won't do that. Yeah. I have a Netflix subscription. Mm-hmm. $8 a month is a lot cheaper. Yep. Speaking of which, did those rates go up? Yes. they Starting September, I think. So, I, have, yeah. I haven't yeah. even checked yet. I don't remember them notifying me. Do they have to? Uh, you probably, yeah. got, an you probably got, got an email. email. I got an email to yeah. my registered Netflix yeah. account. I, got I probably e- filter all my yeah. Netflix emails. I got, I got an email and then I canceled my account. Because <laughs> really? I, like, I realized I hadn't used Netflix in like four months. And I'm like, why am I paying for yeah. this? I downgraded so, to streaming it. because I had discs that I'd had for like a year and a half. Oh, I was amazed the other day. A couple of coworkers were like, "I've had this disc for two and a half years because all I watch is streaming." And on on my Twitter feed, all of a sudden there was a competition, and someone was like, "I've had this one for two years and eight months." And <laughs> yeah. it was insane. It's funny to think about like how much of your Netflix subscription went towards paying for you not returning that disc, and right. how much cheaper it would be just to have bought the disc outright. Yeah. Oh, just absolutely. In half yeah. immediately. Yeah. What's the longest movie that you own? Like, do you remember the title of the one that you just like? I can't return this because I have to watch it. Oh, it was um, to be it a was uh, a bridge too far. Bridge too far. It's always some like you know artsy movie, typically. Yeah. You know that yeah. you just can't bring yourself to watch it, but you can't yeah. bring yourself to return it. Schindler's either. List, something oh, yeah. like that. <laughs> Hotel Rwanda was Jason's. I remember yeah. he kept nice. he was on his coffee table for like eight months. He's like, I just can't return it without watching. It. I the, have to sit down and watch this. That's movie. the Don Shield movie, right? Yeah. yeah, he never ended up watching it. Did you catch his uh, his Captain Planet video that he's put out on Funny or Die the other day? I see it linked everywhere. I saw it on Reddit, but I haven't watched it Same yet. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's Don Shield as Captain Planet with a bunch of other people, like a bunch of other, like, you know, celebrities from, like, I think the girl from Community and, like. Wow, they got celebrities on Funny or Die? Yeah, imagine that. But anyway, it's kind of a funny video. That's a new link, Gus. All right, if, cool. If you want it. I'm sure I can find it again. I'm sure it'll pop yeah. up on Reddit as a repost in <laughs> exactly. an hour or two. But it'll be new for those people. Yeah. So nice. I just logged on to Reddit to see what's going on there, and somebody did one of the probably one of the funniest experiments I've ever heard of in my life. What's that? Uh, I'll just read you the title of it. So my wife and I got a Kodak Pulse picture frame oh. that lets you email photos directly to it. Oh no! Have at it. And here's the email address. Oh no! <laughs> so some guy has a How, he's Reddit. Got a- Repository so, hanging on his he's, wall he's in his got, house. He's got a goat sea lemon party. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, picture frame. That, that's a horrible yeah. idea. Pretty much. Wow. You just don't invite company over. He'll, he'll turn that off pretty quickly. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Just set it to or, like an allowed senders list or something. That, I mean, it would be really interesting to set up a webcam and stream it on you know some streaming site just so people could see. But see that's just got to be horrible. Yeah. My uh, my in laws. You know my my in laws are very technically challenged. And, like uh, in-laws are. Yeah. And I had to go down. Like we had to 
for their business, my wife would receive emails and we'd have to print them out and take them down to them. But we bought them one of those HP printers that connects directly to a Wi-Fi access point, And you can just email documents directly to the printer. Nice. And just print them. It's fucking saved me so much time. Yeah. I love that thing. Like, if it doesn't work, it's like, okay, go reboot your router. Yep, unplug it, plug it back in. Okay, great, it worked. Although now people are going to start driving around just trying to print randomly. Yeah, but it hasn't allowed senders. That's something we think about. Uh, it only accept, okay. it'll only print uh, jobs from, like, two email addresses. Okay. Remote desktop saved my life when I was able to install that on my dad's computer mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah. yeah. He, he, I did it through a, a Mac program, like, back to my Mac mm-hmm. on, on his. And, gosh, it just saves so much time. Yeah, when you can see it firsthand. Yeah. My dad, at one point, I don't know if I ever talked about this before, but he had Office for the Mac. Did, did somebody make Office yeah, for the Mac? absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he had Office for the Mac, which he didn't use all that much because he was retired. So I come to find out that every time he went to use an Office product, he installed Office. He installed <laughs> Office 40 times on his computer. 40 times. And it's like, that must take an hour every time you go to use Word. And he was like, yeah, it's, you know, put it in the disk to use it. And he installed <laughs> oh, it no. every single time. So. Oh, my God. That's and then awful. trying to explain that, that. You don't have to do that. What? But what? I want to use the program. i got to put the disk in. Yeah. I mean, first of all, he's probably violating the EULA, you know. <laughs> right? I mean, right off the bat. First of all, you're a criminal. Secondly, this is not the way to do this. That's incredible. You're using 90% of your hard drive. You should be using 4%. <laughs> you had a bigger hard drive. <laughs> For more office. You need to run office more often. Yeah, how often do you want to use office in the next year? Let's get you a 10 terabyte parade so that you can write letters. You never have to worry about running out of office space again. Yeah. Rimshot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need a soundboard in here. We do. You, you have one, right? I, have a, I had a soundboard, but we turned it off because people got annoyed by my soundboard. Yeah. By people, you mean everyone else in the room. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Watch out. I will turn it back on any second. I've got it right here. That's okay. I'm not on the podcast very often, so. <laughs> You've been on a lot more lately. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's up to Gus. I think Gus is just tired of going upstairs to yell at people. Like, I'm joined. Off and on. <laughs> and just we've, across we've, the hall. We've also been in crunch time. Like That's true. We don't want to mess with you guys people, upstairs. People do not want to step away from their desks. I, I, feel, I feel guilty going home at like 6.30 at night now. Because I don't. You guys, you guys are upstairs. It's like, I think Brian was here for like five days in a row or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, before, but Brian's our art guy. He's one of our new art guys. He's been working on some CGI stuff. And, but before Kerry went to PAX, he'd been you know sleeping on the couches here. Yeah. At any time before he goes to sleep. He like lays down on the couch and he says, wake me if you need me. <laughs> and then he falls asleep. One of the Never things I have learned after years and years of occasional crunch is when you personally aren't in crunch, enjoy it. Yeah. Go on vacation. Stop reading email. Get as far away as you can because your next crunch is coming. Well, see, well, honestly, right now the Achievement Hunter crunch is about to hit because like that list of games you, you rattled off. Yeah. That's what I get to go through for the next, you know, three months. Yep. So <laughs> it's well, going to be working. <laughs> <laughs> I got to play Dead Island and then oh, Modern Warfare. Oh, God. Uh, it's already anniversary it, edition. Oh, shut up! It began this week already. We have we had Madden come out this week, and uh, we've got some other stuff in early that we're working on now. So I'm gonna punch you in the crotch. <laughs> you're just, your life's that, so sad. Wait, I can't it, help it, but cry. Is, is that Gus's pressure point? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a pretty universal pressure point. Yeah, yeah. Just a knee to, knee to the groin that'll drop pretty much any human man. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, I don't know how much longer you guys want to go, but I was thinking about wrapping this thing up. You were thinking about it? Yeah. Does anybody have any objections to that? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I got a shout out to Austin, Texas, and I guess Lockhart. Lockhart, Texas. Lockhart, Home Texas. of the greatest barbecue I have ever had. It was phenomenal. So it, did, it, live, it lived up to the hype. Yes, absolutely. We went to Kreitz's Market and Smitty's Market today. The, um, some people 
you know, barbecue means different things to different people. Yes. And to me, barbecue is brisket. And I feel like the brisket at Kreitz's is, is, you know, second to none. I am – honestly, I'm more of a pork person. Mm-hmm. Pulled pork sandwiches are my favorite barbecue in the world, but I also really like brisket. And that brisket was unbelievably good. Mm-hmm. It was great. So. <laughs> <laughs> my soundboard. You clicked on the wrong place. <laughs> All right. It's back. All right. Well, on that note, now that the soundboard's back up, let's wrap this up. <laughs> All right. That fast? Yeah. E, okay. thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This was great. All right. Bye-bye.